Hello everyone, welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast, produced by the Magnolia Healing Center. I'm your host, Yitz Epstein. In this podcast, we will be delving into topics related to narcissistic abuse, codependency, childhood wounds, childhood trauma, mental illness, and all things narcissism. The purpose of this podcast is to bring widespread awareness and healing to the global epidemic of narcissism and codependency. It is my hopes that with this podcast, we can collectively create an environment of health and healing for you, the individual, and for the world at large. Let's begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Today, we're going to be discussing the power of perspective and perception. So to begin, there is a slight difference between perspective and perception, which I'm now going to go into. I'm going to quote from Pauline Moore, who is a certified John Maxwell team coach, speaker, and teacher. She says as follows, perception is what you interpret. It is your understanding of a given situation, person, or object. It is the meaning you assign to any given stimulus. Perspective, on the other hand, is your point of view. It's the lens you choose to see the world through, and it determines how you view yourself, others, and everything else around you. Pauline goes on to describe which comes first, perception or perspective. She says that it is our perception of our reality that controls our perspective. She says our perspectives come from our perceptions, and our perceptions are created from our belief system. Our beliefs are created either through repetition, which is something you learn, see, or do over and over and over again, or through a dramatic emotional impact. Once we have a belief about something, we use that belief to perceive meaning from our circumstances and surroundings. For instance, Brenda believed that perfection meant success. Therefore, when she got a result that was less than perfect, she perceived that to mean that she was a failure. Her perspective of the world was that there are two kinds of people, perfect and imperfect, failures and winners, either or. When Brenda finally learned through doing her deep inner healing work that if we break down these old beliefs, we can condition our mind to perceive differently. Once we do that, we can create a brand new perspective. So while we may look at a situation or a person or life in general and feel like we have the full clarity and understanding of a situation, we are often very oblivious to the many different things that are influencing the way we perceive something. Things that are unconsciously influencing us, whether we realize it or not, are our belief system, our attitudes, our cultural beliefs, our religious beliefs, our upbringing, our social pressures, even our mood, our personal history, our desires, our needs, our personal interests, to name a few. Now, this is why it is so important to practice the life skill of non-reactivity, which essentially is taking a step back and seeing how we are being influenced and how we are being motivated both intrinsically and extrinsically so that we can ultimately assure that we are approaching a situation with clarity and objectively as we possibly can, uh, ultimately gaining as much information as we need to make a healthy decision. So when we have wounds and when these wounds are subsequently triggered, right, we are approaching life from a very emotionally dysregulated state. We're not at equilibrium. Uh, this state of consciousness is going to essentially influence our perceptions about any situation and ultimately it's going to distort our perceptions of perceptions about whatever is going on in front of us. And this is why when we are highly reactive, it is much harder to have clarity about a situation and we usually respond in the moment in ways that we later regret. An example of this that is fairly common is anger. You know, we all get angry, and when we are angry, essentially, we see our situation through the lens of that anger, and ultimately, we react as if that lens is perfectly true. And later on, when we calm down, we regulate that emotion, those emotions, when we come down from our rage and from our frustrations and anger, we're able to ultimately see how our, our perceptions were heavily compromised by the intensity of those negative emotions. Healing wounds and creating, developing inner peace 
which is really what the healing journey is all about is you know once you do this you have that clarity you need to make choices from a place of wholeness authenticity and ultimately not from a place of high reactivity you know from a place of trying to soothe or being defensive and ultimately those states of, of being are not really you you are not you when you're highly reactive usually we are disconnected from our present moment experience and from our authentic self so that's why it's so important to go on that healing journey so you can get back to yourself be emotionally regulated, be present, be you, so you can have clarity based on that awareness and be able to make decisions that are aligned with your authentic self. When it comes to healing from past traumas, from abuses, you know, overcoming past experiences, we have to take a look at the many influences of our past and how they are in fact shaping our current perspective. And that perspective is going to dictate how we make choices and ultimately the life that we create. Beliefs such as I'm worthless, you know, or I'll never succeed, which are very common in abuse victims, are going to ultimately shape our perspective of any given situation that arises, and that's how ultimately we're gonna we're gonna perceive that situation and we're gonna believe that that is the ultimate truth. And when we have a negative perspective, when we've adopted and have come accustomed to adopting this perspective on life as a result of trauma and abuse and having these negative emotions that resulted from it, we may perceive life that's going on in front of us. Let's say something negative happens, whenever something painful or negative occurs, we'll be much quicker to label it as bad or something that is contributing to the downfall trajectory of our life. So in essence, we'll have a negative victim consciousness. We won't really be able to change our perspective to see how whatever's going on in front of us isn't innately bad and ultimately we can choose how to respond to it. So taking responsibility for our perceptions and perspective means understanding why we see the way we do, why we see the world and things the way that we do. It's about taking ownership of the underlying influences that shaped our perspectives and then ultimately shifting it into a different way of ultimately looking at our struggles and looking at our situation. And that is really where our power lies. So when we play the victim, when somebody's playing the victim, in essence, they're allowing their past negative perceptions that usually still linger from childhood to continue to shape the current perspectives on life. And ultimately, like I said, this influences our decisions we make, and therefore that's going to heavily influence the outcomes of our life, because life essentially is just a string of decisions. So playing the victim isn't necessarily just quitting or giving up. Sometimes it's simply not taking responsibility for the unconscious, you know, going into the subconscious mind, dismantling those old programs, those beliefs, those attitudes, and shifting those perspectives into a more positive one, uh, more positive ones, and ultimately taking conscious control of the direction of those beliefs. And we are literally never victims. And when we play the victim, essentially we're just saying that we don't have this power. We're giving up our power. And we're not tapping into that incredible power of being able to choose to correct faulty programs, paradigms that are heavily influencing how we perceive and ultimately react and interact to situations and people. I want to add here that it is extremely important to pay close attention to where we may be judging uh, somebody, maybe judging a situation, maybe judging ourselves, and where we think that we know for a fact something is true. You know, judgments, what judgments are essentially is negative perceptions that are based on core beliefs that were created from negative and painful past experiences. So we judge because we believe that we have that objective truth, that what we're seeing is absolute truth, truth, and therefore our perceptions are accurate, and therefore, you know, others must be wrong and we're right. Uh, you see this very often in religious groups, you know, dogmatic political groups are just extremely judgmental people who, in essence, have a sense of entitlement about their views 
and they have a certain so sort of self-righteousness about their perspective, and they have a very difficult time adjusting their views to see how others are also right in their perspective. And they believe that their perceptions are objective truths, and there are really there really is no room for flexibility and expansion. People like this are usually very difficult <laughs> to be around. They're very they're usually ego identified, and they live intellectually defended. Uh, their whole entire identity is wrapped up in their beliefs and they see their beliefs as who they are and ultimately they constantly are fighting to protect them and usually people like this are clinging to uh, judgments people like this are defended against the unknown and the feelings of inner shame that would come along with being wrong and having their belief system which is their foundation rocked and therefore they're defending their core they're defending their defense in essence they're, they're protecting themselves from having to face the fact that what they're standing on may or may not be entirely true in addition Beliefs that have a strong, strong charge, right? Things that 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 somebody say, you know, people say, or maybe a, a political view, or even just someone someone who believes something strongly. If that causes a strong charge within, and that causes us to respond with a trauma response of fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, this is usually rooted in trauma. And essentially, we might be using a, a truth or a belief to hide a painful truth from ourselves and to avoid a painful emotion. In essence, we're usually clinging to these beliefs for safety and we feel unsafe, you know, when threatened. And anytime someone challenges them, we feel like they're challenging who we are. Uh, this is especially prevalent when we uh, are wounded and fear being rejected and we have that abandonment wound that stems from past experiences of rejection and abandonment. In essence, we are clinging for safety to these beliefs, to these perceptions, and to these views. Furthermore, it's important to be mindful of perspective and judgments towards oneself. You know, when we have negative attitudes and judgments towards ourselves, essentially we are disconnected from ourselves. We lack self-acceptance and self-love. And as we know, the relationship with ourself is a setup for the relationship we have with others. So if we have a relationship with ourselves that's disconnected, that's judgmental, that's critical, that lacks that self-acceptance and self-love, you know, that needs to be healed without doing that inner work and breaking down those old limiting self-beliefs and shifting into a healthier way of relating we are going to ultimately attract more and more dysfunction and more relationships that ultimately confirm negative core beliefs now a large portion of healing has to do with changing our perspective on our past and seeing it you know not as bad or good or negative or positive or like we are victims which is something very natural after all the things we've gone through because ultimately we feel like victims but it's realizing that we have the power to literally change our past by shifting our perspective of it and ultimately we can't go back and change what we've gone through we can't decide okay that didn't happen it's not denial it's changing our perspective on it and shifting the way we view it which ultimately is breaking down old paradigms and breaking through into new ways of seeing our past and seeing it not as like we are victims but ultimately that this is an experience that we went through that taught us lessons you know that helped us grow and ultimately uh, caused us to become stronger individuals the truth of the matter is, is that really the difference between someone who is wounded and someone who's healed one of the major differences is their attitude and ultimately the way that they relate to their past experiences when someone you know reaches out to me and they say hey you know obviously that this catastrophe has happened in my life i was in a relationship with a narcissist and what i'll oftentimes want to do is uh, work with them to let go almost negotiate those beliefs and ways of relating so we can shift and see the relationship or the past experiences which obviously were very painful but expand your consciousness so you can get a perspective of it that is not of that being a victim but rather someone who has conscious control of what that experience means going forward going towards the future 
And like I said, once we make this shift, we can see our past traumas and, and experiences of exploitation, of humiliation, and of abuse as a part of our growth, a part of our journey. It's not who we are, but rather it's something we had to go through and something we learn from, something, like I said, we gain strength from, and something we should be proud of for overcoming. Now, while healing, it can be invaluable to have a mentor or someone in your life, be it a friend, a partner, a spouse, someone who can help you clear distorted perceptions and really assist you in making decisions when you feel like you're emotionally reactive or highly emotionally compromised. You know, in addition, having someone in your life who can be objective and, and someone who can be like an objective sounding board, uh, let's say a therapist, a healer, or someone, a trusted close friend who can hold space and compassionately challenge those core attitudes, beliefs, perspectives, you know, perceptions, and, and help you break down those old, outdated, faulty ones will really uh, allow you to open your mind to a new way of thinking, one that is conducive to clarity and ultimately help you build that future that is based on decisions that are coming from health from peace, from love, and from authenticity. I want to conclude like this. We are not our past. We are what we make of it. To heal, essentially, is to decide how the past fits in context with the future that we want to create. We choose that context. So by choosing what perspective we have towards our past and ultimately taking responsibility for those perspectives, we are able to change the narrative and as a result, we can uh, take away the power that the past has over us and take our power back, use it to create a much more fulfilling and healthy, uh, more conscious future. Now, I'm going to share a quote. This one is by Chris Pine. It says like this, the only thing you sometimes have control over is perspective. You don't have control over your situation, but you have a choice about how you view it. So when you cannot control what is going on, it's important to challenge yourself to change the way that you perceive it and that you relate to it. And this is how you tap into the power of perspective and perception. And with this power, you can literally change the entire trajectory, the outcome of, of the future of your life. And, and sometimes we need a, a breakdown in life to show us that we've been holding on to these faulty perspectives and destructive attitudes. And when these breakdowns happen, essentially what's happening is, is that you're being pulled into the part of your foundation of your core, which is faulty, which is riddled with lies, and ultimately which is, uh, which is not allowing you to perceive clearly and accurately. And then once you do the healing work, once you shift and once you break down those old paradigms and shift into healthier ones, you can see clearly and ultimately build a life based on that health, based on that clarity. And this is something that I offer with my healing journey. And ultimately, we have to change our perspective on our past. It's not to say that it didn't happen, but in order to do that, we have to go into the psyche. We have to go on a healing journey inward to understand why we are the way we are. Why do we perceive things this way? Why do we react and relate to things in this way? and realizing that we have a lot of power that we give away when we do not take control over our unconscious and when we do not break down these beliefs and these uh, realizing how these beliefs are impacting the way we perceive, the way we relate to, and ultimately the decisions that we make. So if you are interested in a healing journey which will allow you to get back to your core authentic self, develop non-reactivity, emotional regulation, and uh, inner peace, which will then allow you to have clarity, and with clarity you can make healthier decisions which will create healthier outcomes for your life, please do reach out and allow me to assist you on this pathway. You can reach me by email. My email is yitz, Y-I-T-Z, at magnoliahealingcenter.com by phone 818-210-6049. Thank you all so much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the best.